Hey, girl, what's up? Jason's out there. Hey everybody, welcome back. This now we are talking 5 and 6 of Friday 13th. Like I mentioned in the last podcast, this is where the, the series takes a serious downfall. Um, we went from kill, 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 ma, 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 to ooh, baby, ooh, baby, <laughs> ooh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. But I am going to stick up for part five. Part five is the redheaded stepchild. Everybody either hates it or likes it. And I'm going to tell you now, I like the fact they went outside the box. I like they tried something different. There's nothing wrong with that. And in all fairness, it's not the train wreck people say it is. Um, no. I, <laughs> we'll get to Well, it. no, I mean, uh, yeah, well, there's a train wreck there, but... There isn't as many casualties on the train wreck. Um, I I would agree with you in that I think it was good that they decided to go outside the box a bit. You know, that was quite a bold move. However, we'll get to it, but they didn't pull it off. Well, what better way to bring in Friday 13th when you have, you know, directors like Steve Miner who came in and Sean Cunningham and Joseph Zito all gave us competent films in one, two, arguably three, maybe. Four was brilliant. Then you, you don't bring back any of those guys back, but you bring in Danny Steinem, who is known for porn yes. directing. And not really, well, in all fairness, I'm not going to throw him under the bus because he's done a lot of horror as well, and he only did like one porn. Uh, and again, we mentioned that with Sean S. Cunningham and Wes Craven. They kind of dabbled mm-hmm. in that too. So we can't hold that against him. But it does show in this because we have some stories about how he treated the women on the set. Yes. And especially one of them will obviously probably know the scene we're all talking yeah. about. It's basically uh, sort of softcore porn. It is. And it's not necessary for a Friday 13th mm-hmm. film. And that 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 um, woman who plays, you know, she basically, she's fully naked and during that sex scene. Yeah. He, about 10 years yes. ago, he was working as a teacher and some of her pupils um, caught wind of this, this scene. And we're texting it around each other, and she lost her job. I mean, in a day, it's only a movie, but she's she chose to do it. The decision to do this, they're not holding you over the coals. If you make your call to do this, you're going to have. I'll give you an example. The girl who played, uh, I don't remember the name. There's so many fucking names. Oh no, the characters just all in the entire series. What's her name? The pregnant one in Friday Thirteenth Part Three. Yes, she went on to do. She's a very famous uh, news broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Still is today. Yeah. So she's done all right. Yeah. And I think she got her UBUBs out, didn't she? I don't think she did, actually. Oh, maybe she did. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Well, yeah. Well, let's just jump into it here. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> it, it, it's, um, it's, yeah. It's no longer Crystal Lake. That's a bad thing right there. Mm-hmm. We're in a place called... It's a halfway house. It's basically rehab for young people with mental health problems. Well, like, like, you know, they brag about the filmmakers. Oh, we up the body count. Yeah, you up the body count, 
but the problem is you don't see much of the deaths. And they're not very well done either. Yeah. Compared to what's I mean, went before. They, I mean, they haven't been, like, stellar before. Well, some of them have. have been pretty cool. But, yeah, um, it, it's just sort of um, up on the sort of body count. But there's no... Re- that's about it. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing else to it. Now, I know the NBA AA rapes these guys. And I get that. That's, that's just nothing we can do about it. But I don't think they raped this one. I think these cuts were deliberate. And I think um, when we see four, which was quite gory. Yeah. This one, there's really not that much gore. In no, fact, it's not. there's even a Kevin, there's a Kevin Bacon death in this. Mm-hmm. And they don't show anything. Yeah. When the third one, the girl is fucking pregnant. And she gets the machete through the, yes. you know, the chest. This happens in this one. And you see nothing. Can I just say, before we start, the very best scene in this film is at the very beginning. The dream sequence with Corey Fieldman. Oh, that's kind of a throwaway. Right, but, but it's still the best scene, and it's the best horror scene, I, I feel. And, and here, it's the only scene featuring Jason. Yeah, I suppose. No, you have the dream sequences, the flashbacks that uh, Tommy has. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. He wears the actual mask. Uh, well, okay, well, they couldn't get... The, the, cool, the, the sad and the sad thing is, uh, Corey Feldman says that he was all set. They had a script. He was in it. Yes. They were keeping it in the time era that we knew because up, up until now, all the Friday 13s besides one and then the other ones were in sync. Yeah. All of them. All the way This is set a few years later, obviously. This has got to be a few years, but how many? Because he looks a lot older than Apparently it's 15. set, um, according to what I read anyway, apparently it's set in the year 1989. Okay. But, yeah, it's a bit... I mean, what do you call it? Tommy Jarvis is clearly, um, like, fucking... 21 here or something, you know? I think, yeah, I think he's like a minor still. Right? Well, fuck, he looks about fucking 30. <laughs> yeah, I know. That. Well, he's not horror cliche. Yeah, exactly. Let's just get to it. The, you're in this camp. Pardon the pun. No, it's not a camp. It's a halfway house mm-hmm. for people. And it's called the Pinehurst Home. So it's no more Crystal Lake. So right there, you fucked us. Mm-hmm. No Crystal Lake. But again, no you're not, not going to take Tommy Jarvis to Camp Crystal Lake at a halfway house. <laughs> so... I mean, again, they're going outside the box, so I'm going to go with it at this point. But I do have a problem, and this is the big one. You have these kids, these halfway house, mm-hmm. right? So we let me jump. Yes, you were talking about Corey Feldman. I kind of got away from that. Corey Feldman was going to be in this new one, full on, all the way. Keep the timeline a few months after the aftermath of uh, Part Four. They had it done. He was in it. They were going to shoot it, but Spielberg wanted him to do the Goonies. Yeah. And when Spielberg comes knocking... Yeah, you don't say no to Spielberg and, sort of thing. Yeah, and it's the Goonies, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So, he ended up... And you know what? You got, like I said, I mentioned the last part, Corey Feldman stuck to his guns. He came back, well, in his backyard, and they shot the scene where he's young Tommy, but it ends up being a dream, and you then we were introduced to older Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess as an intro goes, it's not a bad intro... From younger Tommy to older Tommy. Best scene for me. Um, I gotta go with the ooh baby because it's so fucking horrible and bad. <laughs> but, anyways, yes. So they go to this. Let me ask you this: They go to this halfway house, right? Yes. And Vic, how the fuck is Vic allowed in this halfway house? He should be in prison still. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's. I mean, this guy's got anger written all over oh, him. No, well, I suppose it does make sense. Um, and that yes, he's full of anger, and you know, you know what's hanging out of him. 
And he's obviously dangerous, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, if he hasn't committed any crimes, then it, it, it makes sense. Up to, up to this point in the story. Okay. Like we did the last ones, this is what hurts this, is what hurts this film. The cast. Yeah. There's so many fucking of them. Mm-hmm. And they're we all shit. Peter, Jake, Violet, Anita, Eddie, Billy, Robin, Pam, Les, Neil, Vinny, Reggie, Matt, Jason. And they're all terrible. Oh, I mean, well, do you know who Matt is? You know Matt, the guy who runs the halfway yes. house? That's Indiana Jones' muse. That's right. I knew I knew him from somewhere. He's the one who gave Indiana Jones the Fandora. That's in Last right. Crusade. I knew. I just couldn't. Hear me. I know him from somewhere. <laughs> and I, I was yeah. like, hear me. I just couldn't place it. Yes, that's right. He gives him the hat. Yeah. He's actually had a pretty good career. Yeah. I just He's done knew. Here, I was just trying to place it. I knew it was something from the 80s. You know. Um, but hear me. Who is that guy? Yes. Uh, yeah. He's got that scar in the right cheek. Mm-hmm. And he looks a lot like Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. kind of, or a little brother. Yeah, so we when we get this horrible death scene, and you can, again, we have a Franklin character. Yes. Which is fucking annoying. He's the worst of, of all the Franklins and Shelleys that have ever come into the, the horror genre. He's quite possibly the worst, this guy. Oh, God. Joey was his name, yeah. wasn't it? He's just, well, he gets, axed, he's just, he gets axed by Vic. And I'll tell you what. That's the best death because I can't stand Joey. <laughs> if you're going to have a mentally handicapped um, character in a film, you at least have to have some level of sympathy with them. This guy was just, you know, it was like a relief when he gets bumped off so early. You know, <laughs> it it would have been better if you made him more likable. That's what I mean. Unsympathetic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, make him like he's not harming anybody. Yes, but being this little doofy aggressive kid, you just nah. yeah. It, so when he gets it, you feel nothing. It, yeah, exactly. And that was a mistake. Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what I'm sort of getting at. It's just you know, the, the, you have no sympathy with him because he's just such an irritating character. You know. I never get why filmmakers don't tweak it just a bit. Mm-hmm. Just just tell the actor tone it down. Mm-hmm. Be a more of a simpleton. Be be more you know just more likable, childlike demeanor. That's fine. Yes. But don't be such a douche. <laughs> Um, and the whole candy bar around his mouth and stuff was so stupid. Yeah. It was just... It, it, it was overkill. Pardon the pun. This was going to be a devastating scene, mm-hmm. and they played it up way too wrong to get to that scene. Yeah, because you were on the side Needed. of the, that um, fucking head kiss that kills him. Vic. Yeah. yeah. Well, you needed a red herring. Yeah. Because what this film does try to do, and I'll give it its kudos for trying, but it doesn't work... It goes back to the who done. Yes, and you know who I think would have been a, a good reveal as the killer, the guy that was running the camp. You know who played the guy who gives Indiana Jones's hat. He's barely in it, and we find out he's killed off in it. That's why. But that would have been a better twist because mm-hmm. what they do is they set up when Roy, the ambulance driver, sees the body. Oh fuck! It's so obvious. The zoom in on his face whenever he looks dis- disturbed, and it's like, yeah, Roy's the killer. You know what I mean? Fuck. Yeah, and you, you always think it's maybe it's Tommy. It's I've never even no. thought for a second this was Tommy. It's badly executed. There's some good concepts here that they could have, um, you know, the fact that they went outside the box and they went with, for the hoot on it, but the execution is piss poor. My scene is when Reggie gets to go meet his brother Demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and 
It's in a van, really weird, and Pam, the caretaker, is with And his him. brother's basically um, like a cross between Michael Jackson and Prince. <laughs> yeah, he's, what is he, like a musician, roadie don't know. or something? I don't think it's ever like fully explained. I think he just likes listening to music and sort of getting stoned and, and, and going for a shit. <laughs> so, yeah, how do you, why would you tell your girlfriend this, and then why would you be singing to her while you're taking a shit? And fl- they're basically I- flirting while he's taking a dump. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who does this? It's, it's bizarre, yeah. And these are something lyrics that I guess Beyonce would write because they're pointless. Yes, yeah. And they're, ooh, baby, <laughs> ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Yeah. Ooh, baby, Pause. I'm taking a shit. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like his dad. Yeah. I like the pole. I like the pole coming through the toilet. It's not bad. But again, you kind of ruin it by the really bad setup. Yeah. It, it's a bit you, you preposterous kind of and ridiculous. Of <laughs> you know? <sighs> yeah. It's obviously done for um, comedic effect, but it doesn't... They don't quite... It's just weird, you know? <laughs> I thought Friday Thirteen Three was bad with the comedic effect. This is worse. Yes, oh, I, by far. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, of course, his little brother, I think, is by far the best character in it. Reggie? Yeah, yeah Re- Reg. Uh, what's he called? Reggie the Fearless or something? Or... Reg, Reg or something like his nickname. Uh, Reggie the I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh-huh. I really like that kid, and I think he was by far the best character in it. You have the uh, they're the neighbors. Yes. Oh <laughs> fuck, they're awful. Oh uh, my god. Th- yeah. Um, especially the um the, the son. You know what I mean? He's like supposed yeah, to be junior. this inbred sort of heck type. Um, and and she's like, oh, it's again played up for comic effect, especially all that shit when he's on the motorbike and stuff, and it's just, oh, it's it's cringeworthy. Uh, yeah, and he gets his head cut off. Good, <laughs> mama, you punched me, mama. Should have happened like, earlier. Oh my, yeah. God, I I mean, in Friday Thirteen Three, you had I didn't wasn't a big fan of it because it was too corny. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between camp and corny. Yeah, and you had. Shelly, who kind of ruined it for a bit for me. But this, they're all a bunch of fucking tool bags. And, and what, what, what's the name of the wee guy who's basically, his character is just a complete rip-off, but a really badly done rip-off of Brad Dorif as Billy Bibbit in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? You know, the wee, mean. He has like a speech impediment. Oh, he's got the stammer. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Jake. Yeah, complete rip-off of Billy Bibbit in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But a, te- but a terrible one at that. Like, you're, okay, another scene. Well, the problem with this film is that you have potential. <laughs> you're leading up to something that could be good, but you're leading up to it. But you, when you, how he executes the lead up is horrible. And that's the fault of the director. Yeah, like you got Jake. We'll talk about Jake. You got the stammer. Mm-hmm. You should actually feel sorry for him when he tries to hit on Robin. Yeah. And Robin starts laughing at him. Yeah. And you feel bad for him, and then he gets killed. Mm-hmm. You should be emotionally in with that character. Yes, guys, it's a Friday 13th. I understand. Mm-hmm. But all you need to do is tweak. Mm-hmm. You got. It's just. It's you should be going. Oh, well, it's down, it's down to two things. Um, the director, obviously, but also the actor doesn't really sell it like someone like yeah. Brad Dorif, who really is a great actor, sold Billy Bibbit. It's basically a copy and paste, um, as you would say, of you know the character. But it's like really, a really, a really poor version of Billy Bibbit. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's just too bad that you can't. I mean, Christ, even Friday 13, part one and two, you do get invested in the characters. Like the yeah. guy in the wheelchair and, uh, and you know, all these all these characters you do get invested in. And you kind of do like them because you are getting to know it's them. It's because Cunningham's a better one, director. And Steve Miner. Yes, so Miner as well. But 
there's yeah, I I, mean, I guess from the guy's experience, this is where his flaws are. Yeah, it's got some nice direction. It's got some nice shots. Mm-hmm. It's got some you know gore when there's when it's there. But this is where he really could have shined. And if you you know, and people could have left the theater going, yeah, they're disappointed it wasn't Jason. But you could have had Roy is the obvious one, but it ends up not being. It ends up being Matt. Yep. The head of the head, the head of the halfway house. You could have had better setups that lead up to an uh, an awful outcome, like we talked about with uh, with Vic, mm-hmm. and how he handles you know slaughtering the stupid kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you you had something there, and I don't get why they didn't see it. Well, you get it's, I, it's Vic just disappears completely. Vic is just basically used at the very briefly, and it's just it's it's a, it's a weird fucking setup. You know, it would have been. You could have really played with the Vic character too. Like exactly, brought him he, back. It's all. It's obviously a, a small area, so he'd stay in just local sheriff's office. And he could have escaped. If the, and if you met, yes, if you met the police, he would have easily escaped from them because they're idiots. They, because then you would have had sympathy for Vic as well, because he's like a um. Although although he did commit that murder, but he's also being accused of these other Jason murders, which he didn't commit. So you could have him as some sort of. He comes for, and saves the day. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So you, you'd, you know, there's a lot of stuff you could have done, but they don't go with any of it. It's uh, and even the who done it. Uh, yeah, that could have been you know very well done, but it's you know from the off, the viewer knows from the off. It's Roy, the ambulance man, the disturbed ambulance man, and this is highlighted even more whenever um, you see the the dead body of the other ambulance man, um, who's a real dick. In fact. Every character in this, I would say, is pretty much a dickhead. You know, an unlikable dickhead. You know what I mean? Every, yeah, I mean, I can't think. Apart from the weak head, Reggie, I think every character in this is an asshole. And I include Tommy Jarvis in this. This is the worst portrayal of Tommy Jarvis in the film, the three films that he appears in in the Friday the Thirteenth um, series. And a lot of that is down to the writing, but also um, the acting. I have to say. I mean, you got. The, the more the two right best the two best deaths on this are going to be the the girl and the guy who like Anita and Neil I can't remember their names fuck it yeah but they're they're fucking yes and he he's done in 10 seconds yep and he's got to go do his thing mm-hmm. and she's just sitting there tits out yep. for like 20 minutes <laughs> Point, pointless shot gratuitous <laughs> um so she gets a good death you know mm-hmm. you know the, the the shears the gardening yes. shears and the eyes and he Cracks her nose. Oh, that's awesome. And I like his death when he gets the leather strap and he's tightening it. Yeah, run his eyes again. Yeah, that was a good death. That's all I got for that scene. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, I mean, like, like Jake, you know, as he, as he, as he gets um, uh, rejected mm-hmm. by Robin, he runs up, he gets, and here you go. Yeah, you're in a, you're in a Friday 13th. You're not in a fucking Hallmark Channel murder mystery. <laughs> you're in a Friday 13th. If you're showing me a meat cleaver in the air, yeah. and you have Jake looking up going, no, <laughs> you show me the fucking meat cleaver going in his fucking yeah, head. Yeah, we won't pay off. Don't cut away. Yeah, exactly. And what about the goth girl? She was pretty annoying as well. Oh, and what about God, her dancing? Do to the robot lady? Oh, awful. I mean, she's, no, she's not exactly Crispin Glover in the previous one. Do you know they, they filmed her initial death? Right. She got a machete up her for JJ. Oh, fuck. Right. That's how she initially died. Right. They filmed it and all, and they said no. Too much. So, so she gets the most boring. That's why her death was rushed. Right, right. Because I didn't the know daily that. says, we can't use that. So she just gets pinned up and stabbed in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoop-de-doo. And you stab her in the stomach, 
you really don't see it. Mm-hmm. And then you see her face as she's dying. Yeah. Give us some fucking blood out of the mouth. Give us something. Yeah. Actually, that's what would happen. <laughs> well, we can't even get that. Yeah. This guy's got his more, uh, he's more thinking about his heart on. Yeah. And getting how many TNA he can get in this rather than some good deaths. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a miss. Now I I thought I was gonna give it a pass. Now I'm getting pissed. No, no, I I would I I think this is out of the, the entire series. This is very possibly the worst of the lot, uh, for several reasons. And like, Roy isn't Jason. So when he gets hit with a bulldozer mm-hmm. and he cuts his whole fucking stomach open, mm-hmm. he's dead. There's no way he's getting up from this. <laughs> Ready driving it? Yeah. Yeah. That was the worst. Reggie's driving the bulldozer. I like that. I, I like because because yeah, Reggie the Fearless is that what he called himself or something? Reggie the Fear. I think so. Yeah. I think his dad called him yeah. that. Or his the grandfather. Granda, I like the Granda as well. Grandfather was good. Yeah. yeah. Um. He gets um offed as well. But you never see it. Yes, exactly. Uh, you just see his eyes gouged out. Yes, that's right. He gets struck through the window. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because um, did you notice as well that Roy's um. Hockey mask has a blue sort of mark on it. They him. did that on purpose. Yeah, I thought that to was clever. Differentiate from Jason's, who's just red. You know that. Yeah, because when when Tommy has the, he's looking and he's having the. You know he has, he, he has hallucinations of Jason. Mm-hmm. It's red. When he sees Jason. Yeah. It's red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's clever. Give him that. Uh, now I must admit, uh, um, towards the end, the um, in the hospital with Tommy Jarvis, those like sort of hallucinations and stuff he was having were quite we're all right we're decently handled but i'd say fuck off on that just because it's it's all that is is a copy and paste of part four yeah well yeah just older version yeah yeah although although they do at the very end they do set basically um tommy up as as having completely flipped but then well we'll come to it in six well we had that in part four yeah Mm -hmm. you know i mean i just don't get these producers and writers who can't give us a little something else, let us like these characters. Yeah. Where's, where's the harm in that? I know. I know you guys are thinking, okay, if you're going to have them just as kill count, mm-hmm. that's fine. But let me see the fucking deaths then. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, if you're invested in characters and you you like them and you're sympathetic, then their deaths obviously have more power. I mean, <laughs> this, I was just like, you know, cheering for the killer every time, you know. And it wasn't even Jason, and you and you know it is. You just want them exactly. dead. Exactly. Just get fucking get just get these absolute assholes off my fucking screen, you know, as quick <laughs> as possible, and and uh, as don't you, most brutal way as possible. Also, <laughs> don't you love the death scene of Roy when he falls down and it's clearly a mannequin? Oh, yeah, Because yeah. you just boom, yeah. this loud crashing yeah. sound. Although I, I don't mind clearly... stuff like that. You know what I mean? I can handle the odd sort of you know what it's obviously a <laughs> it dummy so and stuff. Bad. Yeah, I know, I know, but I can handle sort of ropey sort of effects and stuff at times, uh, especially yeah, with older you can, films. You can, that's fine. But this movie, this movie doesn't deserve any passes just because. No, it's it's it's. You know. I mean, they have quite a good. There, you know, what with the concepts and ideas they have there, it could have been so so much better. But they dropped the ball big time, and that's down did to the director. See, did you see the ending? When he goes up to Pam and Reggie, the the cop, yeah, and he goes, yeah, he had his wallet on him because as you're a oh, serial killer, you always keep your yeah, wallet on. Just by fu- how, how fucking convenient was that? You know what I mean? And he opened up his wallet, and there's a there's a picture of his kid, yeah, like of that age, yeah, not like when he was a baby, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a picture of himself in it, yeah, 
It, it's just... Of Roy, because we had to remember what he looked like. Oh, that's Roy, by the way. <laughs> and then, this is the best shot. There's a mug shot of literally Jason in the woods with a ski mask, like he's been caught out. <laughs> like, by a, like a paparazzi. Who took, it? Yeah, who took that photo? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, fuck? it's just yeah. It was just all wrapped up too neatly in a, in a nice little bow <laughs> at the end. It was yeah. It, it was it was Garth Marenghi stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, you know what? It made this movie made twenty one million. It was the least of all mm-hmm. of them. People are very disappointed. It's the reason why six bombed, despite six getting pretty good reviews. Uh-huh. Um, this is the reason it bombed. People didn't trust it. So. Jason Six, which we're about to talk about, will find new life on video. Well, Jason um, Five, yeah, I think what really pissed a lot of people off, a lot of the the fans, was Jason isn't the killer. I don't think that would have been the problem for me. I just think it's the execution. Mm-hmm. I think you could have really done a good who done it here. They could have done a real um, scream, you know, that scream have done great sort of murder mysteries, you know, in that series. But this is like, um, yeah, this is just really badly executed i feel that though i, I mean i in beginning this podcast and before even going into watching the film i wasn't given a pass because i always felt like at least try something different mm-hmm. but as you talk about it and you this movie has such potential and they could have really yeah i don't mind pulling the rug underneath the audience mm-hmm. feet i don't mind that at all but if you give it a good execution doing it i'm cool with it. yeah yeah you fucking absolutely me. good for yeah. you but you should have really focus on the continuity i thought Vic could have been a better red herring tommy jarvis could have been a really good red herring in fact mm-hmm. maybe make him the killer mm-hmm. um you could have done everything and everyone no matter what thinks well this is a fucking friday 13th film it's roy it's so obvious but it's not they could have really subverted people's expectations you know what i mean have Vic escape from prison have him a sort of sympathetic sort of anti-hero you know um, in fact, was the guy that did the murder at the start, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the, with a good who done it, you're meant to be shocked and surprised at who the killer is at the end. It was clear as day from the off. Whenever it zooms in on Roy's face and he looks traumatized and sort of upset, yeah, obviously he's the killer. You know what I mean? Well, what you could have done, which would be a nice little twist, is Vic and Matt. Mm-hmm. And what could have happened, so you had the blue mask, which Vic was wearing, and then you could have had the red mask, which Matt was wearing, and those are the ones where Tommy was seeing. He was fucking with Tommy mm-hmm. while they were in the red mask to make him lose it again. As I said in the last podcast. So, you know what I mean? They're trying to gaslight him. Yeah. They're trying to manipulate him mm-hmm. to, to, to get out of this you know, sense of calm he's in right now, mm-hmm. and it makes, cause him to go in hysteria, mm-hmm. and so everything would be set up on him. Yeah being the killer but he's not as i said in the last po- uh, sorry on the last podcast they really in my opinion should have really explored the dark side of tommy jarvis you know um and basically how at the end of four whenever he goes berserk and basically goes on this stabbing frenzy um on jason how they could have really um explored a really dark road that tommy had went down and basically become this a killer you know if handled correctly and you you know you fully explored his character and you know all stuff like that it could have been brilliant yes i know what's a freddy the 13th film and you're not going to get you know real depth but it's something i would have liked yeah if you're not going to give us good killings and a a good body Mm -hmm. count then give us a fucking story yeah give us one or the other Mm -hmm. uh so yes Box office receipts, still profitable, but still not what they wanted. 
Uh, but it did give us Jason back when Jason Lives. A lot of people like Friday 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. I'm a fan it of it. very beloved. I'm a big fan of it. I think it's a piece of shit. Really? I think uh-huh. the franchise died for me with four. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was dark, edgy, all of them were besides three. Mm-hmm. It's a little too much, you know, cokiness for me. But now you're turning this... It, this is now a farce. Mm-hmm. This is now... Mm-hmm. I will say this. This is the movie that Kel, Kevin Williamson mm-hmm. watched and came up with Scream. That's right. Because it's technically one of the first films that made fun of a parody of itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it became self-referential. So, and also it's... it's it's Look, you know, obviously there are, there are issues with six. And it, this is the point where Jason becomes supernatural, you know, um, because he's, he's resurrected from the grave, and it, this is a completely different sort of tone and road that they're going down um, from the first four. Will not include five, but I must admit I still do enjoy it for what it is because of the self-referential stuff. I mean, where else could they go with it? They've done to death all of the you know you know everything that Jason could possibly do before, so they had to get down this supernatural route of Jason being resurrected. And I I have to admit I. Do enjoy it, and I've all I've since I first watched. I was a big fan of this one as a kid, and revisiting revisiting it for the podcast, I still enjoy it. It it's yeah, it has its flaws, yeah. but uh, um for various reasons, and I can see why the hardcore fans of the series like yourself are a bit pissed at it, uh, and you know they don't um, certainly enjoy it as much as the earlier ones. But I think it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, no violence, no gore, nothing in this film. Mm, that that's um, an issue. It's that- got. Yeah. And it's directed by a guy I do enjoy his work, Tom McLaughlin, mm-hmm. who wanted to just said, "Well, fuck, we have nothing else to do." Part five never existed. Yeah. They're doing what the Halloween new Halloween franchise did, just erase everything. Mm-hmm. And they want he wants a Frankenstein feel. Yeah, I I do love the Hammer inspired opening. Um, you know, in the graveyard with the resurrect Jason. Yeah, yeah. Um, this film had a lot more going for it. It could have at least. Um, McLaughlin even says that mm-hmm. Elias was supposed to be introduced in this film. Mm-hmm. Elias Voorhees, which is Jason's his dad. father, yes, yeah. And the caretaker was supposed to be the man. Mm-hmm. You see, there's a scene where he's paying the caretaker to take care of Jason's grave. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, that would have been, a, but that again, that's good. They yeah. had to cut it. You know, we only know why they cut it mm-hmm. because this film is a fucking joke, mm-hmm. and they can't do something with a dark tone like that. Mm-hmm. Because because they've ruined it. mixed tones, it would have been. You know, yeah. it's exactly what they did with uh, with fucking part three. I, I do enjoy yeah. it at the start. Um, whenever it, it's like the, the main titles come up and it's like a, a spoof of James Bond, you know, with the blood coming down the that screen. That was so stupid. <laughs> I <liked> it. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck, like, don't get me wrong. I, I, the, 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 a lot of the a lot of the comedy, I fucking really hated. You know, you know the guys who are out in that business fucking team building exercise, oh, the paintball. Oh, they were fucking awful. I hated them. Uh, and that was just, they were just a plot device to basically have Jason get his machete back, you know? Well, on this one, you got Tommy, Megan, Paula, the sheriff, Sissy, Nikki, Court, CJ, uh, Graham plays Jason. Megan was and little cameo, 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 uh, little, Yeah, no kidding. A little cameo by Darren, who's played by Tony Goldwyn. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Again, this goes back to five. You got the body count, but what's the point? You don't see anything. There's two good deaths in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, actually. When they kill Court and the chick, he's fucking mm-hmm. in the camper. Yes. And the camper flies. He gets a knife in the head and she gets her face shoved through the... I like that. Yes. And I love the sheriff death. Very painful. Um, of course, the sheriff is named after Mick Garris. 
Yeah. Michael Carris. Yeah. Sheriff Michael Carris. Yeah, you get a lot of that. A mm-hmm. lot of that in here. Which apparently the director um, was and is a good friend of Garris. Yeah, they've worked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, Thick Masters of Horror. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ma- amazing stories and stuff like that. Uh, that's it for the desk that I liked. It was, you once put the kids in there. Again, I, I can't say potential here because there isn't, because they decided to go the comedy route. But if you put kids in peril, it should be intense. This is I know it's all a joke. Even like the one, even like the one kid goes, "What did you want to be when you grew up?" Yeah, and I was like, oh, "This is even the scene horrible. where Jason um, is in front of you know the little girl with the blonde hair. That's there's no tension there. You know what I mean? Because it's it's that could have been done so much better, and that it could have you know you you know like in Silent Night Deadly Night that scene where the Santa um, meets the young girl. Um, who thinks it's a real Santa, and it's really fucking tense. You know, for Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know, they should, they should have had a scene like that. You know, it should have been played like that, the scene with the little girl with the blonde hair. Uh, look, you know, the, the, I, I, maybe it's my nostalgia, because I really enjoyed this as a kid, um, when I um, rendered it out in video, you know, the Alice Cooper soundtrack and stuff. Um, so maybe I'm sort of biased because of my nostalgia for it. But... Uh, you know, I still do. I find it's kind of entertaining and fun, but it's certainly not. It's far from perfect. Well, while Jason's killing the paintballers during broad daylight, which is not terrifying at all. No, they, I, they were fucking awful characters. You have Tommy screaming bloody murder. I, I blah blah Jason. Yeah, and it's like twenty minutes in the sheriff's office. They drop him to the city limits. Mm-hmm. Now he, they were going to guide him to the city limits, and he goes to the cemetery to prove. Well, they chase him there, and mm-hmm. they stop. Okay, this is it. We're going to drop you now off at the city limits ourselves. Mm-hmm. Then he turns back. It's just like, fucking hell, this is taking forever yeah. to get to some kind of a chase of some sort mm-hmm. between him and Jason. Yeah. Um, it just I do like Tom just, Matthews as um, Tommy, though. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. um, my favorite portrayals of Tommy would be... And, and you see, this is the weird thing about it. Over the three films that Tommy appears... He um, obviously he's played by different actors, but every single time it feels like a completely different character as well. Um, I, I must admit, obviously, Corey Feldman would be my number one, then Tom Matthews, um, then f- the guy who plays him in five. But it's, it's, it's weird, it's kind of jarring in that I feel like I'm, I'm watching a different character every time. Now, I know it's a different actor, but it's just, it doesn't feel like the same character, you know? Well, they don't care. Yeah. Nobody cares. I mean, that's the problem. The fans care more than we, than they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fa- yeah, that's, I, I agree with that. The fans do care more than they do. Yeah, and and now it's called Forest Green, isn't it, or something like that? It's not called. Camp, yeah, they've changed the name because of the, the sort of bad press, <laughs> you know, after all these massacres. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only the only bright spot was drowning him because it makes sense to drown mm-hmm. him because yeah, that's how he died. Yes. Tech- well, if he ever did die, we don't know, but. If you ever did die, that's the way he went. So that that I can give the fear part, fear of water and all that shit. Yeah, um, it's quite it's quite is, well done that scene actually. Yeah, she's not badly shot. I mean, it's it's Tom Clark is a competent director, yeah. of course he is. So I'm not here to badmouth him, but I knew what he was going with. He's like, fuck it, let's just throw it all in the wind and mm-hmm. caution the wind. Let's just go for it. Yeah, and that's what he did. But I blame Frank Vecuso Jr. Mm-hmm. And the producing staff were allowing it to happen. They should have went See, back to the basics and what works, 
and they'll never learn their lesson because this will keep continuing. The thing is, I, I can sort of understand um, why they did go down this route and that there's nowhere really else to go with Jason. Uh, I mean, obviously they could have, but it's like I can understand them feeling like there's nowhere else to go here, really. The fans are pissed off that in five, um, Jason wasn't the killer. He wasn't. He was barely in it, apart from a dream sequence or two. Um, let's just go full out with, um, you know, just a self-referential, basically self-parody. And I can sort of understand that. And as as you know, I I, I do enjoy it um, too. Now again, let's just say there's stuff that I don't like in it, but yeah. It, uh, Again, and I could be clouded by nostalgia, but yeah, it's it, this is a completely different route um, in regards tone from what it went before, certainly in the first um, four films. Well, five is better than this. No, no, I disagree completely. No, it's 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 more gritty. It's got more gore. What 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 is it in five? There's very little of it, but you had. It's just this is just. This is a PG thirteen. I was waiting for that, Schwarzenegger to show up. That was this is this is kindergarten cop. No, no, yeah, for Jason. I, I do agree. There's the, the lack of gore and violence and deaths and stuff. Why was this R? I, I yeah, because well, back in again, uh, as we've discussed, don't before, bring up. Yeah, I don't. I know. I know, but not the Philip Nasties. I don't want to. No, this no, no. I'm not. I'm not even going to talk about Philip. This shouldn't have been R. This should not have been R. Yeah, I know. But but back in the UK, basically, if if, if there was a, if a horror film was a horror film. They would have, uh, especially one, um, you know, of the Friday the Thirteenth series. They automatically slapped the eighteen certificates on them. Um, I, you know, it was just, it was just the in way the it US was. they gave this an R just because they wanted people in the seats and they're not yes. going to see a PG thirteen Friday Thirteenth. Um, yeah, it, it, the, the lack of sort That's of it. gore and violence is, yeah, that that annoyed me. You know, um, you know, because there's no inventive kills. There's no real, yeah. Um, they should have got rid of a lot of the so-called comedy characters. You know, I would have got rid of the children for a start. I wouldn't have had the children anywhere near it. No, it's they, just because the, the, they were just pointless. They were, and you know, whenever the the, the two um, wee boys towards the end he goes, "Whoa, that's pretty awesome, dude!" Or and he doesn't say that, but it's words to that effect. Uh, they were the kids were just pointless and annoying. Um, I'm talking about the young kids, not the sort of teenage type. You know, that Jason goes after. Um, also would definitely get rid of those fucking paintballers. They were just, they just pissed me off. Yeah, I mean, you actually could have played with the paintballers. It could have been at night, or it could, they could have been more serious, and then... Two slapstick. I mean, when 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 he chops all their heads off together, that was, what the fuck? Yeah, it was two slap. That, that sort of whole scene was two slapstick for a Jason film. And that corny, that corny music when they're getting... It was just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was like watching Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And... I, I just don't get why people love this one. I don't. I, I again, yeah. I, I get it, and people, I enjoy people it. Are, people are seeing it more than I am, as it's making fun of itself. Mm-hmm. But again, this isn't Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. All right, that's what that does. Yeah. This, I mean, Halloween did the exact same fucking thing, mm-hmm. but Halloween took itself more seriously. Like with four, five, and six, mm-hmm. they went on to a fucking whole different tangent of crap. These guys went more of a farce and more tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it in the next one, and then Manhattan and all. Yeah, but. At the end of the day, you've you've destroyed a perfect little franchise. One through four would have been perfect, and you just destroyed it. And I don't know, I don't know where. Except, just... except because I would be although I've always liked the Friday the Thirteenth series. I wouldn't be a hardcore fan of it, like maybe yourself. So I, I mean, I, I I can understand that from a sort of fan, you know, what you're saying from a fan point of view. 
but for me more of a sort of not an outsider but you know more of a fan with a you know um with a small f uh, i i can i enjoyed it for what it was you know flaws and all but i i get what you're saying because if i was you know whenever sort of hardcore stuff you know stuff that i'm a hardcore fan of gets tampered with and it doesn't work it majorly pisses me off so i i get what you're saying yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this movie made $19 million. It was the worst of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew that. It made a lot of headway, though, when they hit MTV with the music video. Jesus Christ, Friday 13th has a music video. Yeah. Um, and then you, and then when video hit video, it did really well. Word of mouth got around. And uh, that gave us, uh, Jesus, the next couple coming out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, this is just... I. I you know, and uh, there now that the whole lawsuit is with Friday Thirteen's been settled, mm-hmm. they're already getting a new one out. If they're going to rush the new one out, they're not going to take their time and do what Halloween did, yeah, and go back to its roots, make it set in the eighties, let let it be a sequel directly from Part Two, yeah. That's the way they need to do this. Uh, yeah. um, they they really can't they ready. can't go back to this route. And if they're already got a script in mind, then they're fucking rushing it. I don't, if we go back to this yeah. shit with this comic book, oh my god! I, I don't it think was, they would. Um, oh, I wouldn't like to. Th- I think because of the sort of success of like the Halloween and the, the recent Scream film and stuff, I think they will go down the route you're talking about, which is basically the requel, more gritty, grounded. And I hope they, they better I hope they do, and give us a new telling of the mask, something. Yeah, um, but we'll see. Uh, but we're not done, folks. Still about oh, to go. Boy. <laughs> we got a ways to go here. Uh, so we're going to take a little break from Friday Thirteenth because we're getting ready to really hit the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to give you Prey, the most talked about film. We talk about requels, sequels, and all that. Well, this one is getting rave reviews. So I'm looking forward to checking it out for the next podcast, guys. Listen, we've been a I don't know, mass resurgence here, and I say this a lot. With our podcast, thanks for the downloads and all, but we've got more followers on Instagram, more followers on Podbean, and they're hard to grab. So whoever's, you know, all the new listeners, thank you so much for chiming in. Thank you. Yes, we uh, love you all. For all the new downloaders and all the new listeners, uh, we always mention this, but, well, we kind of gave up mentioning it, but we'll go ahead and do it now. If you want us to review something, give us a shout. Uh, if it's something you love, Please don't take it personally if we don't like it. <laughs> but uh, get, we'll, 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 we'll get it on the air. We're, we're still going to do that for uh, people who want us to you know, check out something for them and give us our, our thoughts. You can follow us on Citizen Frame. Is it Citizen Frame underscore podcast at Instagram? So, yeah, and of course yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Maybe. <laughs> I think it is. It's something like that. Yeah. I, I haven't done that in forever. I... I I have really no method to this madness at all. <laughs> Just like talking uh, about films, yeah. That's it. Uh, if you don't know where Citizen Frame by now, what the fuck? Just just um, pop Citizen Frame into the search engine. There you go. Um, Citizen, that's it. Yeah. That's it. We're done. Good stuff. All right, guys. Take care of yourself. And we'll chat you.